0: listening to the Millennials Choice Show, Canada's most trusted podcast on all things real estate, finance, and entrepreneurship. Here's your host, Matthew Ablican.
1: What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Millennials Choice Show. I'm your host, Matthew Ablican, and today I got a very special guest in the house. Meet Peter Peterson. Welcome to the show, sir. Matthew, thanks for having me, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So for those of you tuning in, Peter is from down south Ohio, and he is crushing the game out there. He's he has an NFT project. He's got his own podcast. He's obviously servicing a lot of clients and bringing more value to his audience and his clients. So I'm all about networking and learning more about what other professionals in the space are doing, uh, because we can learn from each other. So this is going to be a fun. Filled episode, jam-packed, lots of content. But before you guys, you know, before we get into it, I should say, I need your help. So if you guys are listening to this on Spotify, Apple, or Google Podcasts, make sure you download the episode, leave us a review, listen to it more than one time because repetition is the mother of all skills. And if you're watching this on YouTube, smash that like button, leave us a comment, and we'll get started. So Peter, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you, man. Excited to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: Absolutely. And thanks for being on. So before we get into all these fun things that you guys are are working on in Ohio, which I love to say it that way. Sorry. I love it. Um, Give us a little bit about your background. Like what made you want to get into real estate? You know, how how was your how was your childhood? Did you see anything from from your parents or anything that really influenced you to get into this space? And then uh, we'll we'll take it from there.
0: Sure. Yeah. Great question. I've been raised. Um, as a, in an entrepreneurial family. So, um, my parents started off owning a, uh, shell gas station. Um, from there, they got into the battery business, um, and they purchased a interstate batteries franchise, um, from where I was pretty much raised, uh, sweeping floors, uh, handling batteries, dealing with customers, doing the whole thing, small family business, if you can picture it. Um, Um, you know, dad's, dad's, uh, one of dad's sayings was always stay small and keep it all. And we worked it and he ran and we ran a thin, uh, tight, thin crew. Right. Um, so, but I learned how to take care of people. I learned how to provide value, um, for provide more value than the price that you're charging, uh, provide service, take care of the customer, take care of the client. So that was ingrained in, in me early on. Um, from there, I had always kind of been interested in getting a return on my money. How can I uh, make a dollar out of fifteen cents? You know what I mean. So it's like mutual funds. I started studying stock market, mutual funds, and which led me to real estate. And I thought, um, house hack. I, I house hacked my my wife and I house hacked our initial home, which is now a term. It's a thing. When back in 03, it was like, hmm. I can have someone actually pay my mortgage for me while I live in one side. They can actually help, depending on how you buy it, pay the utilities, the mortgage, and have a little bit of cash flow left over. Well, we did that. And back in 03, um, this was before a lot of stuff went down, as you know. Um, I was able to buy 15 units with 10% down and a cosigner. So I literally had saved up 10%. Um, after I went to school and went to college, Kent state university, came back home, joined the family, business and my spare time became a landlord.
1: Um, so how old old were you? Sorry to interrupt.
0: I was, I was 23. So we lived in a combination of my parents' basement, um, and rent, renting, uh, an apartment, saving up some cash. Um, again, fortunate. And I, I do owe everything to my parents. I always go back to that. Um, but it's again, it's up to me to take it to the next level. Right. Exactly. So um, moved into one of the units, lived there for about a year um, house hacked that um, ended up keeping those 15 units for 10 years. um, Sold those, bought the family business. Meanwhile, got my real estate license um, because real estate was still in my mind and my parents in the meantime actually bought 96 units. Um, here in town, so we just kind of, you know, just just kept that real estate ball rolling. Um, I then got my real estate license, kind of got the bug even more. Um, became number one selling agent out of fifty agents at a local independent brokerage. Then, um, got my forty transactions in my two years. Um, and that's the requirement here, at least, to be get, to get your broker's license. Got my broker's license. Um, continue to add units over the years. Now, we had just to put in perspective, I personally own uh, 151 units. Um, we manage, we do property management for another 100
1: units. You just gotta clap for that.
0: Thank you, my man. Hey, we're yes. just providing value, we're just helping people out. We're providing good quality units. We're, um, we're reinvesting back into the properties whenever, wherever we can. Um, and hopefully we got lots of happy folks out there, man, especially in this real estate market squeeze where affordability is, is really, uh, an issue. Um, so we can help on both sides. So I have the real estate brokerage. We also offer the units. We also have, you know, we have rentals, we have property management, um, and my amazing real estate team, of 32 agents strong, only been in business for two, well, going on three years now, 32 agents strong. Um. 40 to 50 million a year in sales through my amazing team. So man, we're just, uh, just love helping people out. Then the more people that you can help out, the better off you will be, you know? So that's, that's, and you asked me before with the pod, what's one of the main messages you want to get across? And I really didn't quite know, but that's, that's a message that I always share is um you got to put other people first. You got to help other people. You have to help other people, put them first, put the client first. You know, I work for my clients. I work for my agents. I work for the customer. You know, I'm not by far don't I don't even like being called the boss. You know what I mean? I like I I, I work for them. Um and and hopefully they they appreciate that. And maybe that's why we continue to grow.
1: Yeah. You said a lot of awesome stuff and and our listeners are kind of getting used to this message now from a lot of the guests that we're bringing on. They're very similar in terms of the mindset that we have. So putting others first, you know, Zig Ziglar said it, I think the best where he said, you know, you can get whatever you want out of life as long as you help enough people get what they want out of life. And, and a lot of the successful realtors, such as yourself, brokers like us, we do that. That's what we do. We, our reward comes only when we help other people succeed. And I love what your dad said: "Stay small and keep it all." And, and sometimes, yeah, you know. But the name, of, but the name of your company is Dream Huge, which, which I love. it' your right. podcast, the Dream Huge podcast, and and you are dreaming huge, but you're also doing it. And I love the fact that you became a real estate investor before you got your license. Uh, we we share that we have that in common, and so you got that bug, you got that itch uh, to buy real estate to invest in real estate. Your family was doing the same thing, um, and I totally subscribe to the thing that even if your parents are successful, which is fantastic, uh, you know, it's a good that's a good thing. It's up to you in the second generation, and then the third generation to really take it to the the next level. So kudos to you in, in doing that. Um, but tell us, tell us about the the actual real estate investing. So you started off with that first project, fifteen units. How how much did you pay per? Yes. How much did you pay per unit in two thousand and three? You said.
0: Yeah. So let's see, uh, three hundred and sixty
1: thousand for fifteen units. <laughs>
0: so what's the math on that? <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, you know that's 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 ridiculous. Right. That's less than um, less than thirty thousand a unit.
0: Right, and we saw, and we. I mean, in my, you know, here in north central Ohio, you know, just a couple of years back, you people were still picking up stuff for twenty thousand a unit. Um, and so like right off the bat, you got amazing cash flow. We have investors come from all over the country. I just left a little uh real estate meetup lunch. Um, and two of the guys there, two of my good friends, one is uh from Oregon and one is from Alaska, and they made north central ohio their home because the cash flow you could not i mean there's similar markets in every part of the country don't get me wrong but it's just not going to happen in your large cities um so yeah we we were able to enjoy that have good cash flow again though as a as a real estate investor especially one starting out yeah you 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 focus on the cash flow a lot it it needs to have cash flow um, but look, you can't do this out of greed. You know, you have to be willing to put back into the property, invest in your tenants, invest in your neighborhoods, invest in your relationships, and continue to um, just improve those properties. Um, if you're looking for the quick buck, there's no such thing as a quick buck. You know, it's it all takes hard work. And it's not passive at all. And I love when people say, Oh, I'm going to just buy some rentals and it's going to be passive. It's yeah. active. You it's have active. to actively manage those properties or have a property manager that actively manages them and pay them um, for what they do. But it's a very active um, business, actually. Um, but yeah, and just going back to my first uh, 15, but that's where it started. And then, um, and I'm and, a and tradition then 10, and
1: then you 10 X there. you put Grant Cardone in there and say, you know, I'm right. 150.
0: <laughs> well, dude, it's funny. You said Grant Cardone. Cause when I read 10 X, that changed my
1: life. Yeah, um, I got it right behind me. I got it. I have my virtual bet, but I got it right behind me. The book. <laughs> yeah, dude. I hand that book out. I put a hundred dollar bill in that
0: book and I hand it out when I go to graduation parties, oh, I give awesome. that to the graduates. Oh, awesome, and, um, when I left my, the brokerage and I said, I wanted to um, continue when I, when I started my own brokerage, I should say, I said, well, I'm just going to do a couple of deals here and there, take care of friends and family um, and, and my own stuff and just kind of stay small and keep it all. Well, but then I read 10 X yeah. and I said, wow, I read you really have the obligation to you and your family to go all in. Yeah. And do as much as possible. Um, and, and so that's kind of where it went to the next level. And as far as me as a real estate investor, it's been kind of cool journey. Because I've always been like a just a traditional guy. Save up 10 to 20%. Well, then it was 10. Now it's save up 20%, go to the bank, get a loan. And now I'm learning all of these creative uh, investing strategies and uh, bigger pockets is a is a huge influence on me. Um, and, and just the ways that you need to start to think creatively. Um, I mean, the, the best real estate investors I know are the most creative thinkers when it comes to acquiring properties. And more importantly for me, acquiring properties with as little cash out of pocket as possible. Yeah. Some people may say I'm too over leveraged, but can I really be over leveraged if I'm buying good and I'm planning on a holding for the long term? I you know I, tell me where I could go wrong. I mean, I'm sure that there there I can um but I I would rather leverage. I want as much debt as I can gather. I want to I want to collect as much good debt as I can gather and that's another mindset. So basically it's it's Dave Ramsey versus Grant Cardone is what it is. <laughs> I, have right? Dave's book
1: back I have Dave's <laughs> okay. book back here too, but I haven't read it, but they, you know, <laughs> right. you know uh, just I have more on I, the Grant Cardone spectrum. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We, you know, the, the messaging they're doing their things too, but the messaging is different um, for different people and for different reasons. Uh, Grant Cardone is, is pro debt and and good debt and, and Gordon, uh, you know, Ramsey teaches you how to get rid of debt and live debt free. But we there's so much in what you just said. Let's, let's unpack it. So you just said something that we'll, we'll go to this next, but let's talk about what you, what you said earlier. You said that it's not passive, it's active. So you guys who are watching this and listening to this, I want you to understand something. The CRA Canada Revenue Agency, they see it as passive because they tax you accordingly. It's in their Mm -hmm. favor to do that. The IRS see it as passive. It's, It's a good way for them to tax you but it's an active business. You need to be in there, in the trenches. You need to get good at how to keep tenants, how to find good ones, keep them, keep your turnover low, to, you know, make them happy, but obviously find that middle ground, that balance. Find the properties, close the deal. It's not easy or as easy as some people on Instagram or whatever make it seem like. So it, it is an active business. So for those of you guys wanting to get into this, you haven't bought your first. You're starting out. Just realize, like Grant Cardone says, is don't underestimate the amount of work that it's going to take. It's not simple. It's the things to the things you have to do are are simple to do, but it takes a lot of work. So just keep be mindful of that. And then you just said you just said the the thing about the mindset about debt. So talk to us a little bit about that because one thing I've been saying recently. Uh, just before all these interest rate hikes happened, we've been, our central bank has been hiking up the rates pretty aggressively. And um, you know, it's, it's catching people off guard and they're not really, you know, they're on the sidelines. Our, our demand is down year over year, about 50%, which is a big, big number. And a lot of people are waiting for this giant crash to come and, and they're not really, they don't really understand how, how our system works and and how real estate works. So one of the things I've been telling people is that you get into the real estate because of the debt and the debt, if you structure it properly can actually become your asset. And you know, I'm sure you'd agree with me. So expand a little bit on that and what you just said, where it's a mindset because I agree with you. I want as much good debt as I can get my hands on. I don't want the bad debt. I don't want the credit cards. I don't care for those, but i want as much good debt as possible expand on that please
0: i don't care what the price is within reason i don't care what the rate is i want to acquire the property and i want the rate and the price to be enough to where there's a, at least a bit of cash flow see and that's and we talked about cash flow and being a new investor versus a seasoned investor new investors way more focused on cash flow they have to be that's that's their they're relying on that income me my when i buy something it may not cash flow for the first 6 months because i just had to take down a bunch of trees we had to fix a basement we didn't raise rents because it was the holiday season so we waited you know so the first 6 months i'm just dialing it in and i the cash flow is 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 a, is an
1: afterthought so yeah like that's one of the things that well real estate offers so many things but the leverage the debt, your ability to give back. You're also creating jobs. Obviously, you're creating jobs when you're doing stuff like this. And I I agree. It's it's something where it's delayed gratification. I know a lot of millennials, a lot of Gen Z's, you guys don't like to hear that. You want it now, but you know, this isn't a crypto pump and dump. This is real life. This is something that's tangible, something that has utility, proper utility, where you know, has a pl- a place to live. Real estate offers a place to live, or a business, or many other things. And so, it's a long term game. And once you get into it, you have that mindset. You can weather the storms. And if you have that long term mindset, yeah, you're definitely gonna cash in on that ticket. If you want to buy that car, you want to buy that fancy car one day. The way you do it, like you said, read Rich Dad Poor Dad, is you gotta you know buy the property first, buy the investment first, leverage that investment. And then, and then lease the car. Lease the car where you get all the tax benefits. You're writing off the interest. So worth it. So worth it. And the depreciation.
0: Right. And I think, and that's another big thing my parents taught me. Always invest back in the business first. Invest in your people. Invest in your team. Invest in your business. You come last. And that's so counterproductive to everything we see out there.
1: And I think what your parents meant is you know be selfish on yourself last you know do take care of all the good things first and all the people around you helping you get to where you want to go but then be selfish with yourself last which is not a bad thing a lot of people do the opposite in our society where they get their paycheck first thing they do is they go and, and buy a liability or do something that really is taking money out of their pockets and so they wonder why they can't get ahead so yeah, this is, this is extremely valuable stuff. You guys uh, pay attention to this. Th- these are, these are the quote unquote secrets of how people make it. And, and you're hearing it first here on our podcast. So tell us a little bit about your dream, huge NFT. So what is that all about? Why did you want to get into the NFT space? And and what's the end goal really with that?
0: Um. Well, if you're like me, like any entrepreneur, you just uh, you could just go jump off the cliff and you build the airplane on the way down. Right. You figure out a way to fly. So that's all we do, man. We uh, you know, we just we come across new things. We try them out. We figure them out as we go. Um, thus, the Dream Huge podcast. Thus, all the social media, you know, early adopters on TikTok, YouTube, as well as the NFT. And I think if not anything else, it's a way for me to to brand it's 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 a branding tool um i really and and the more i learned about the nfts the more i learned that you have to do more than just throw up a little square pixel you need to provide some services behind that again it all goes back to the client right you need to provide something with that some type of exclusive club or some type of membership some type of perks so that's yet to be seen but it is out there it is created. Um, We did have some for sale. I'm going to be honest with you. We sold this many right here. Zero. Zero. <laughs> yes. But we created it. We tried something new. And it's a topic of conversation just like this right here. Um, and it, you know, it cost. it doesn't cost me anything to host, host that stuff. I think I paid a graphic designer a couple hundred bucks. I mean, you know what we spend on advertising and on stuff way more worthless than that. This is something cool. You know, we have like, uh, I have a very young uh, type of uh, demographic that, that are my uh, agents on my team. We're a very young agency. So it's a, it's a topic of conversation between us and me and them. Um, and maybe I, you know, as I'm getting older, I'm trying to find ways to, to keep me young and into it with everything. So, who knows where it'll go from there but i do need to i do need to 10x that nft is what i need to do but it's at least started it's available they're none currently for sale but i can switch that with a flip of a switch so i can put them on a seven i can put them on a week sale i can just always have them posted we have some that are more limited than others and we even have one that my son actually designed the graphic and that is going to be the most limited most viable one
1: someday I love it. I love it. And what you said is so important for any entrepreneur listening to this or watching this that you got to try new things. Like I try new things all the time. And sometimes I'm like, oh, that's terrible. We'll never do that again. And sometimes it's like, wow, this thing is good. I don't know why we weren't doing it earlier, but you got to try and try and try and then refine the process, see what works, what doesn't. And kudos to you. A lot of people aren't doing that, but kudos to you. Um, I love that. You talked about Rich Dad, Poor Dad. We talked about, um, you know, 10X. Is there another resource or another book that that you would say was very uh, instrumental in your career, in your life, and and helped you grow to where you're at today that people can, you know, also use?
0: Those are the main two. Um, Dale
1: Carnegie,
0: uh, How to win, Win Friends and Influence People and that. I'm gonna learn a little bit about you today. We're only talking about me, but how to have a conversation, how to talk to someone, so important. I used to give that one away at graduations too, but Grant Cardone superseded that. Um, Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, another mindset book, and um, another great one uh, that I love, and I love preaching to my little guys on my little sports teams. My sons are four. Thirteen and nine. So I'm coaching the baseball, basketball, and all that. Ten thousand. The ten thousand hour rule, um, as displayed by uh, Malcolm Gladwell in Outliers, and he explains how if you do anything for ten thousand hours um, with discipline, with intent, and um, it's of course it has to be within your capabilities, obviously, but you can master that if you do something for ten thousand hours um so that's kind of my five that's my library of success right there that will beat the pants off of any college degree any i mean you need the the basics don't get me wrong but those two, for, as far as mindset investing um personal finance those are my top 5
1: i love it i love it and if you guys want to add another another one to your reservoir i co-authored a book recently with robert g allen and kevin harrington came a bestseller we're giving it away for free just visit financialfreedomclub.ca forward slash ebook peter i'm going to get you a copy of that as well and if you guys are love in the, it man yeah and if you guys are in the vaughn area if you guys are ever uh, coming our way i'll give you a free uh soft copy of the book as well so peter this was awesome uh we're gonna have you back on the show sometime soon hopefully but what do you want to leave our listeners and viewers with one last thing? And then also tell them where they can find you. And then we'll post that in the show notes.
0: Yeah. Um, social media at Dream Huge Realty, Facebook, Instagram, uh, DreamHuge.com um, website. And uh, man, my, my our company motto, work hard, never give up and dream huge, baby. That's it.
1: I'm adding you on Instagram right now dream huge
0: thank you realty
1: boom i'm gonna close off the show guys thanks for listening i hope you found this very insightful if you're watching this on youtube or you stuck around to the very end kudos to you and again help us with the algorithm we promise to keep our show ad free all the time so make sure you guys download this share this with your family and friends leave us a comment subscribe to the channel and until next time we're out